Welcome to the next episode of Humans of SDU. This story will be really fiery and full of action because you're gonna meet Rachel, who aside from studying or having studied uh, marine biology, also does a lot of pole dancing and aerial silk and a lot of interesting stuff. So listen up. Welcome, Rachel. Thank you for coming to our podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> well. With Rachel, it's a real pity that this is only an audio medium and not a visual one, because <laughs> the thing she told us that she she's working on or she's involved in, it's pole dancing, it's, uh, what was it, aerial? Aerial silk? Yeah. Aerial hoop? Um, skydiving? Skydiving. So it would be really <laughs> cool to have at least some of this on video. <laughs> so I'm not going to jump out that window. <laughs> The more you guys have to use your imagination. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how did you get into... Well, okay, let's start with pole dancing. That seems like the most reasonable <laughs> of the activities. I actually started pole dancing in Denmark because um, I wanted to be taught again. So basically, I had been doing aerial silk in Dublin, and I wanted to continue being taught because when I came to Denmark, it was difficult to find a place to train, um, aerial silk. And then when I met my boyfriend who does pole dance, uh, I decided that I should just start doing some pole dance and there was uh, studios here. So now I'm training in Pole Republic, um, which just opened this year uh, in Odense. They opened, mm -hmm. but they also have a studio in Copenhagen. We saw that you can do some impressive stuff. So how long does it take from <laughs> from a complete beginner to doing awesome things. But I guess you haven't been a complete beginner when you started. Okay, right? that's true. Everybody is a complete beginner yeah, when they start. You can't be an expert at anything before you start it. So like about six years ago when I started doing aerial silk, I was a complete beginner and didn't know anything. And I started from scratch. But it's just super fun, so you just continue doing it anyway, even though you feel it in your body a lot when you start <laughs> <laughs> and in your hands the grip is really really tough you have to like gain a lot of grip strength um but yeah then when I started pole I also kind of felt like a beginner even though I had some of the strength because it's completely different the way that you use a pole to dance with than you would an aerial silk yeah okay okay well what caught my interest is that you said you started it because of your bo because your boyfriend used to do that before. For me, this is a very unusual <laughs> idea in my head. Uh, does it differ when, like, when men do pole dancing and when women do that? It only depends on like what kind of style you want to portray. So like, um, I know that he has a much more masculine style in terms of like the tricks that he wants to do. Um, and because he's a professional free runner, he also knows how to do a lot of amazing flips and acrobatics. He started with gymnastics. So, um, yeah, he's been doing that since he was born, like climbing trees and yeah, <laughs> being super active. So, um, yeah, he does really, really impressive stuff. I think he does like the most difficult tricks that you can actually do on pole. Um, but they also, they can appear more masculine. Like he wouldn't do, for example, the splits on a pole or yeah, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, even though he's got good <laughs> flexibility. <laughs> you guys are like stopped. You're like, what, what comes next? 
can you maybe explain what is aerial silt? Yeah, honestly, yeah, you should explain. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, there's some silks that hang from the ceiling, so they're rigged to the ceiling, and it comes down in two sections, um, which you can then climb and wrap yourself around, tie different knots, and then do different drops or positions. Um, yeah. And it requires a lot of upper body strength. Um, and I've been teaching it actually in Pole Republic. So they have some silks there as well. It's not just pole dance. They're doing like um, pole fitness. Um, they're doing flexibility classes, aerial silk and aerial hoop. So I was teaching all of those. All right. Well, yeah. Nice. So, so do you enjoy teaching? Is it something you um, feel inspiring? When it comes to teaching in general, I don't like it. Like if you talk about like, I don't know, teaching a, a subject. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to teaching and training, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference then with you? What's the difference? You get to be active. Like it's so much. M and, and you also get to see the progression in people like right in front of you happening, you know? So like you can ask someone to learn a thing and then they go away and they learn it. But you don't see that process. Whereas like when you're showing someone, you can like tweak their understanding of a skill and then they can do it, you know? And that's really amazing. But do you teach in English? Yeah, yeah. I teach in English. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I speak a lot of Danglish, so. <laughs> so <laughs> something in between. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, the warm up will all be kind of in Danish and then yeah. the teaching is in English. Danish-ish, mm. depending on the students as well. Okay, well, back to area silk. You said there are the like it's hanging from the ceiling. So how high do you actually get? It depends on the ceiling. Uh huh. Um, so the higher the ceiling, the better. The better. Yeah. Okay. Because then you can do bigger drops. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Sounds better. So what? What's, what's the usual height you're wrapped up <laughs> in? Um. In Dunamo, the circus space in the harbor in Odense, they have an eight meter ceiling. So eight meters. And then in Pol Republic, they have four meter ceiling. Mm -hmm. So okay. four meters, yeah. Uh, okay, so has it ever happened to you that you did not manage to stop yourself from the drop and you just dropped <laughs> to the floor? Um, no, sometimes if I'm like self-teaching, because I, I self-teach myself a lot now in Silk because still nobody is training me in silk um, sometimes I will try some tricks but I have uh, the ability to understand what's going to happen um, but sometimes I still get like maybe caught a bit in a knot in a f in yeah. one foot or so yeah. but because I'm powerful I can just hold myself and like take it off but um, not recommended <laughs> 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 Don't do that, please, students. Not unless the restaurant is racial. <laughs> okay, well, that's pretty amazing. Uh, talking about the circus, so you take active part in there as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, a circus sounds something super exotic and super, like, awesome. I mean, I. Uh, so how does it work in there? How, how does a modern circus look like? How do you guys work? I've been involved with Dunamo since they first opened because, like I said, I was looking for a training space when I came to Odense and they were the... F I started training actually first in Flick Flack and they're kind of like a small circus for kids and they had an aerial silk and they were just letting me come after hours to train there. 
So when Dunamo opened, it was really exciting because it was like for adults. <laughs> when was it that they opened? Um, it must have been about three years ago now because yeah. I've been in Denmark four years. Yeah, so I spent the first year kind of like, where's the aerial sense? But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and it started off um, with a training space and they just have so much equipment. And then we set up um, a space called the Circus Playground, which is basically like our group of own and, uh, open training community. Um, and yeah, then there's like some people who do like admin for that. Um, and then there's the other side of Dunamo now where they have resident artists. So artists from all over the world, they commonly train there. And then at the end, they do like a performance for Dunamo um, where people can pay and come to see the shows. Mm -hmm. And they have some incredible shows. Oh, yeah. Have you met some incredible artists from there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, many. <laughs> They're absolutely amazing. And some of the people that even come and train with us, like... Um, They've been to some really great circus schools and they're just super talented. And then you just get to learn from them, you know, like different skills. Um, so one of my friends, Heidi, she's in Finland now again, but she's a Finnish. Um, um, what's it called? Well, she's a trapeze artist, but she started figure skating first. She was first a figure skater. Wow. Yeah. So she does really cool acts where she does trapeze on rollerblades. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of like um, what you could call contemporary circus in a yeah. way. Yeah. Do you also perform? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done some shows in Denmark, um, mainly hula hooping. Actually, people are most interested in seeing uh, having a hula hoop performance. But I've also done one for the Christmas gala here in Odense where I did aerial silk. Uh -huh. Yeah. And Biagi did uh, Chinese pole. So you guys also perform together? We have performed together uh, for Hans Christian Andersen show for some school kids, actually. Um, it was in the that Hans Christian Andersen building beside the Odeon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever <laughs> that is, exactly. There's a lot of Hans Christian Andersen themed <laughs> buildings in all this. Yeah, I know. But was, it, was, was the performance fairy tale themed or...? <laughs> Um, no, actually, they just um, let us do our own thing. So I kind of dressed up fun for the kids, like um, put on like a tutu -y skirt and like bright colors and stuff. And I did a hoop performance and a dance performance. And then Biagi did a pole performance. And then we did like some um, partner acrobatics. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I mean, how do you, uh, you said you dressed up for the kids? Do yeah. you have many many different costumes that's what i would imagine your wardrobe to be like be like glittery and colorful <laughs> and stuff it is like that but actually uh, to a minimal extent so i don't have so much stuff actually um recently it was my birthday and biagi made me this um book of like all our adventures and stuff we've done together and all the outfits I've been wearing for the last three years, like it's all the same <laughs> outfits. So <laughs> I'm a bit of a minimalist in that way. Yeah. Which is kind of good, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. But do you have any restrictions on what you can actually wear when you're performing or when you're doing aerial salt or pole dancing? Um, like a dress code? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like if, if something is like off limits because it restricts the movement too much. Ah, or okay. Uh, um, there are some 
like materials that are better than others to wear during a performance. But for example, um, I just brought my own clothes for some performances I did um, this year, actually, um, for Circus Trapeze. And um, we did some shows in Fredericia and they're like kind of a traveling pop up circus. Um, or at least for the moment they are because of the whole Corona situation and blah. Um, but yeah, the guy who runs its mom has a crazy, 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 crazy wardrobe full of outfits. So uh, my outfits were not so glitzy and glam. So she like presented me with these amazing outfits <laughs> that I could wear for all the different performances that I did with them. And that was really cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, when you're learning, then it's better to have specific clothes. So like if you're doing pole, the less you're wearing, the better, because you will stick to the pole better. Uh, you have like skin friction and stuff. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing silk, then more of a cotton material is better. So you don't slip like these pants that I'm wearing now. Oops, sorry. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> these pants that I'm wearing now are super, super slippy and they're like a kind of a satiny material. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you said for Poland, it's better, like the less, the better. Yeah. But then can't you burn yourself since it's all metal and thing? Yeah. Yeah, you can, right? Yeah. <laughs> Your voice suggests that there has been some <laughs> unpleasant experience. <laughs> I want to show you my recent burn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This okay, one. Oh. oh, it looks better now, but uh, yeah, yeah this one was from Silk. There because I didn't wear a long sleeve. Mm, yeah. Let the record stay. <laughs> <laughs> it looks super painful. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you can get burned. <laughs> but speaking of <laughs> getting burned, you mentioned something really cool. You said you do, do hula hooping, but it seems like it's, you know, too basic because you also do hoops that are on fire. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I've been doing, I've been performing with hula hooping for a really long time. It was my job in Dublin. I was doing performances for festivals and nightclubs and all that stuff. And so for the nightclubs, you obviously have like LED equipment because otherwise nobody sees you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then um, when I was younger, I was attending a lot of festivals. So very inspired by fire performances there and just started fire hooping yeah okay so <laughs> i will ask that question again <laughs> can you get burned <laughs> yeah I expect another injury on the other yeah floor? usually um at the end of like a fire session you will smell your burnt hair a bit like it's burnt um like at the front of your hair maybe little curls you know like burnt curls or on the on the skin like on your arms or so it can be burnt but not in a painful way. Like you just smell it, you know? <laughs> okay, so, okay. it's not, but it doesn't hurt. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've like um, last, or it was also maybe this year, last year, this year, anyway, uh, Heartland Festival, the last uh, Heartland Festival, we did a fire performance as a big team, which was really cool. So um, my friend Daniel, um, has a whip, like if you can imagine like tr traditional old school circus where the ringmaster would have these massive cracking mm -hmm. whips. He has one of those and he uses, like I know him from circus, and he's uh, then made his own that you can light on fire. 
<laughs> and he used that for the performance that we did together. So like he did uh, fire staff, I did fire hoop, then he did fire whip. And the other guys did some fire breathing and yeah. Um, but he actually got the whip like wrapped around his arm at some point. The, with the burning whip. The fired fiery whip wrapped around his arm, which gave me a bit of a heart attack when I saw it happen. But he actually just like it was there for some time and then he pulled it off and he said he was absolutely fine. Like nothing happened. So I think like unless you are covered in fuel, you're, it's actually quite difficult to initially burn yourself. There is some natural protection. Yeah, there's some natural <laughs> Maybe his sweat. Very <laughs> yeah. We are far poop. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, so all this, um, I can I imagine that there is like a special community around the circus and you know, all the acrobatics and stuff. Uh, is it? Uh, would you say that is? Uh, was it difficult for you to get engaged here in Denmark after you came from Ireland, or was it easy for you to find the people who do it or to find a place to do it? Uh, like I said in Odense, that was quite difficult initially, and then when Dunamo opened, Ku and a plane there is a plane yes crew <laughs> <laughs> um, and Rune who opened up the circus were super friendly and amazing and they're fantastic people and they've supported me the whole time I've been here so like that community has been great and then their manager Ida is also a good friend of mine she's absolutely amazing and super helpful all the time and it creates like a really strong nice community so once you find them it's all good I can think of some internationals, mm, maybe one or two, and then the rest are Danish. Like my friend Heidi, obviously she's Finnish, mm -hmm. and mm. then, um, but she's in Finland actually. I think she's doing some performances now, which is cool. Um, and Mar my friend Mariana comes um, every now and again, and she's from Czech Republic. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it's mainly Dan mostly Danish. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly it's interesting. Danish. Yeah, because I'm I've never heard of it that that it exists in Odense or anything. It's true, oh. it's not my like primary interest, but still, yeah. Yeah. I haven't noticed that such a thing is here, so it's pretty cool. So if we ignore the pandemic, uh when is it that we can watch the performance or something? Is it like a regular thing or is it more like... The performing? Yeah, of the circus. Ah, uh, yeah, they recently had quite a few shows going on um, that were really amazing. Um, I think you can just find them through Facebook and then they announce all the performances that they're doing. I think actually this Friday um, they're going to do like a light show or something down at the harbor. Ooh, all right. Well, I'm not exact. I wasn't exactly tuned in because they, they dang danced all the stuff, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think something like that. At least I'm gonna go down there on Friday, and something's gonna happen. So yeah. <laughs> that's, good. that's, that's good. cool. Yeah. Um, like it, it's not so regular they they actually have a festival on this year they didn't because of corona but in august they have the dunamo festival yeah cool cool well keep a lookout yeah let's start it <laughs> yeah. yeah but this this 
this thought makes it all sound like this is your career and this is your main focus <laughs> but it's actually not no you're mo- you're more involved in sustainability right yeah i studied marine biology at stu yeah that's something different that's like a completely different side yeah yeah <laughs> and then um after my master's thesis my supervisor said let's continue so then i worked as a research assistant um but out in Kerimina mm-hmm. in the marine biological institute so not the fjorden belt there's two mm-hmm. places for science there so fjorden belt is more associated with education especially for kids and the marine biological institute is more research yeah so i worked there um working with um sponges marine sponges and i'm saying marine sponges because in danish they're called the same thing okay. as mushrooms <laughs> so if you say spampa which means sponge it actually means mushroom as well <laughs> so you have to like specify <laughs> yeah and um we wrote an article about their modularity which basically which uh, in a basic terms means like trying to define an individual what is an individual in a sponge what classifies as many what classifies as one and um then the other project that i've been working on is how they process edible and inedible particles of different um sizes and so you're currently looking for a job in this area Yeah, I would like to work more with um environmental cases actually. I would really like to go into consulting. Mm-hmm. Um or anything that's to do with like environmental monitoring and analyzing. I love image analysis. Um that would be fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Are you thinking of staying in Denmark or uh, is it more like a temporary solution for you? Um well, I started learning Danish at the beginning of the year because I would like to stay in Denmark. Um my boyfriend is Danish. Um yeah, it would be nice, but um in order to find work I need to be fluent in Danish because you need to work a lot with in the areas that I would like to work with you need to work with um people in the agricultural industry. Um and often they lack English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you need that sort of Yeah, yeah that's why you need to like be really good. Yeah, Danish. Does the fact that you have a Danish boyfriend help you or <laughs> or not? Is there Should this be fine one because <laughs> yeah, it's not doing great. <laughs> um yeah, of course it helps. Of course it helps. It would definitely be harder without having a Danish boyfriend, but we speak a lot of English, so um yeah. Great. Well, marine biology is very interesting. We had a person here who was researching penguins in part of <laughs> Kenneth. His name is Kenneth. Oh, I know Kenneth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I was like, I'm definitely going to know who this is. Like, <laughs> I know two people researching penguins, so I was like <laughs> So, yeah, so we have penguins, yeah. Oh, cool. Sponges nice. is a bit like more difficult topic to mm-hmm. attract people to, I would say, because I mean, you have the cute penguin and then you have the sponge. Right? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean cute penguin? They were fighting. One was missing an eye. <laughs> so majestic still a cute one <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true a lot of people that i know went into um marine mammal research mm-hmm. um and actually a lot of my friends were super involved with the acoustics the marine acoustics so underwater stuff sounds and um yeah where am i going with this 
<laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So um, in the university, SDU is actually uh, known for marine acoustics. If you work in the marine um, biology department. Mm -hmm. Um, they have really good professors yeah. in marine acoustics. I guess it makes That's sense. That's where I was going. going <laughs> That's yeah. why a lot of my friends did that. But you didn't choose that direction. No, no. I prefer working um, on lower level organisms. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. What appeals to you? About it? About. Um, because I'm interested in uh, sustainability and conservation, I believe that a lot of the... Um, a lot of the protection should start at the basic level. And I think that if you're able to make like um, an ecosystem thrive, that usually starts with being able to repair corals and reefs. So the marine mammals and other fish will come if there is something there first, right? So I think that's the most important basic to protect. Mm. And you're saying that you're interested in sustainability. Is there like any other aspect in which you just yeah I get, see what get you're involved saying. with it in your life, except for the marine biology part? Um, yeah, actually, recently I started to try and go a bit zero waste um, because Silo Magle opened and it's just making it a whole lot easier. Um, and <laughs> I'm also vegan, mm -hmm. so. I, in that regard, then also as well, um, I tried to be conscious. Um, recently, I was on Ere Island mm -hmm. of yeah. Denmark and um, I trespassed on the grounds because <laughs> <laughs> there were some cows mooing yeah. that sounded very, very distressed. And so um, I went into the farm and found the cows chained up and just took videos of it because I just felt it was completely inappropriate to have them like that. Um, and the farmer actually came out and down and um, my boyfriend asked him some questions about the conditions and stuff, which I then posted to Instagram because I felt really, really helpless about the situation. Um, And a friend of mine who's been working with Greenpeace actually asked me for the videos to be sent out. And actually what we saw was possibly illegal practices. So they're working on something to possibly help the animal welfare that we saw. Hmm. So wow. activism as well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Not plant, but yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. that's great. Uh, we're coming to an end, I think. Should we go for the last question? The last question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want it? You can go ahead. I can go ahead. <laughs> so um, we always ask the same last question, all of our guests. Okay. So you're not going to miss that out either. Um, it can be about sustainability, but it can be about anything you're ha we have just talked about. Because our last question is, if you have a life hack that you would like to share with us, something that makes your life easier, something that just makes it better and something that we could get use of. Get inspired. And it's get inspired, yes. <laughs> and that's a tough question, so you can yeah, think. Take your time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna ha have to cut out the long pause. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pause is gonna go out, so that's fine. That's why all people sound so wise, because they 
you know answer immediately but in fact it's like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's it's a tough one but we got very nice answers so that's why we continue with that question life hack and it can be anything we had very simple tips like brush your teeth while sitting on a toilet because it saves time then we had more <laughs> advanced <laughs> tips like do your gratitude diary and stuff so it can be really anything some people don't really philosophical yeah some people did some people are just very simple both work <laughs> both work um well what i've been thinking of recently is something that my mom often tells me and recently it gave me a, a peace of mind so maybe it can be a life hack um is that if you really want something of course you have to work for it but if you genuinely want it it's going to happen and i think it stems from that she did really well in school and her parents wanted her to be a lawyer but she actually wanted to study language and at the time that she graduated the lowest number of jobs was in language like it was really difficult to get a job in that area um but she's become incredibly successful in ireland she's like an eccentric poet and um translator and teacher she speaks several languages um and she's published several books she's done several translations um so she's a good inspiration um because in my field also it's it can be very niche and difficult to find your way so if you really want it you're going to push for it you're not going to give up on it you know in the same way that like a baby when he starts to walk and falls down like 50 times <laughs> he doesn't think like oh this isn't for me and then never learns to walk you know you get up and you just do it in the end so that's <laughs> yeah. great does it help you to pursue your passions yeah definitely sounds like it <laughs> well Rachel thank you very much for yeah. a wonderful talk it was so new and inspirational <laughs> it was a really exhilarating experience just listening to all of this yeah Oh, that's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, good luck with your further acrobatics and stuff. Don't get hurt. Thanks. Don't get burned. <laughs> and it'll be cool Thanks. to see you at one day. Perfect. Yeah. Doing performance. We're looking forward. Yes. Great. <laughs> that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll see you next week with another episode. And in the meantime, check out our Instagram and Facebook. And have a nice week.